Hello, welcome to the Daisy Dates podcast. I'm Daisy and I talk all things heartbreak, mindset, dating apps, do's and don'ts. And today I'm joined in the studio by Paige Spittle, author of Silenced by Love. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for asking me to come on. Very excited to have you in the studio. We're going to get all into your book, delve into the reasoning behind it, what it was like putting pen to paper. But first, we always play a this or that game on the podcast. Are you Love ready? Love that. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Okay. In terms of dating, park walk and a coffee or 10 pin bowling? Park walk and a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You've done many walking dates. No, I no. haven't. Yeah, I say it's my favourite, but no, I haven't. Yeah. Probably like one or two, but. No, I haven't even done bowling dates either. No, so. I always get a little bit nervous of like you plan to go on a ten k walk and then you get yeah. you know a little bit into it and realise you can't you don't want to do the whole ten k. You're tired. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, tired. In terms of a relationship, words of affirmation or gestures of service. Mm, words of affirmation. I love people telling me how much they like me <laughs> and what they, what I mean to them, even though I haven't heard it in ages, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Words, words. I'm also words of affirmation. Yeah. And um, double date or one on one? One on one. Yeah, I'd say one on one. I quite like more, I feel like it's more intimate with the person. I feel like when you're on a double date, it's okay, like if you're all friends or what have you, but I quite like that one on one vibe, just getting to know a person and no other distractions or conversations going on, really. So, yeah. One yeah, on one. I've also decided to make a little bit of a rule, not too strict, but not really getting friends involved in your relationships, like within friendship groups. Sometimes I think, you know what, if you like someone, mm-hmm. see how it goes before being like me is mate or yeah. that kind of thing. I think the thing is with friends as well, when you get friends involved, like if anything goes tits up, <laughs> then um, they're the friend that are like, I don't like him anymore. You know, do you know what I mean? And then it's awkward for him then. Cause exactly. He's, you know, you've sorted things out, but then your friend's sort of like, but I remember you did this last year. You know what I mean? So, yeah, leave yeah. it out. One-on-one, get to know each other. Definitely. So then I feel like I might know your answer here. Double date, oh no, um, coffee date or wine bar? Oh, got to be a wine bar. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Wine bar, love a wine bar. Like, if you ask any of my friends, like, I am a wine bar, cocktail <laughs> bar kind of girl now. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm think as I've got older, I'm more. I used to be out in the clubs on Friday, Saturday nights, bank holidays, but I can't even last till like one a.m. anymore. Like, I'm ready for food, so I'd rather go out earlier in a nice wine bar setting, and then head home get some food and yeah. That's me. All right. On that note then, quiet night in or a tipsy first date? Oh, tipsy first date, yeah, because it breaks the ice. Um, I like, I'm just very, very chatty on dates. Like, you can't shut me up. Like, I feel like on one date I went to, we had tapas and cocktails and I I think he got sick of how much I was talking. <laughs> this is the thing, isn't it? We have to look at these things, though, because sometimes I worry that if a guy isn't holding much of a conversation with me, I will just then just make conversation, and that tends to then be just about myself. That's it, And yeah. that is a bit of a turn-off, let's yeah. face it. Yeah, Um, But, hey, if you can talk, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Have you got a date that springs to mind when I ask you what your best date ever would be? Mm, best date ever. 
I, do you know what? I don't. I have a lot of days out and places I've been to, um, like a day out in London. That was nice. Um, you know, we did loads of fun things, sightseeing, and you really get to know people then like you're out of your hometown I don't like going on dates where I live mm-hmm. like get me out of there like so no one's all up in my business Absolutely. knows who I'm with or no no one needs to know what I'm doing who I'm speaking to just like let me somewhere I can be wild and be who I want to be yeah <laughs> like, I totally understand that I do the local radio um so for me I know a lot of people because I've interviewed a lot of people so yeah. I'm like we need to go to a, a village on the outskirts where I'm just not going to know anyone that's yep. serving us because yep. it's just it's a bit embarrassing okay mm. three words that would describe you mm, three words that would do uh, three words okay um I'd say passionate because anything I am involved in or anything I'm currently doing then I would say yeah passionate um caring I'm really caring caring person and I would say sensitive is my third one because I'm quite a sensitive soul um so like I take everything I wear my heart on my sleeve is what my mum would say about me (laughs) oh so I think that's a nice thing though yeah can be dangerous yes and vulnerable yeah um but I think that's like admirable traits yeah for sure yeah how would you currently describe your dating status right now (laughs) non-existent actually (laughs) um yeah non-existent I've took myself off dating apps um I just really just want to meet someone like in a just nice just like I go out and I bump into someone it's all very fluent and natural and I'm just, it's just, it's not forced. I'm sick of the robotic conversations on Bumble. Yeah. Hi, how are you? Yes, fine, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. Never hear from them again. Oh, they've closed the conversation. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want any of that anymore. Like, I just I haven't got the time. I haven't got the energy. Um, and yeah, but no, not currently dating. Yeah, no, I think um, a lot of us have dating app fatigue for sure. Mm-hmm. I actually went up to someone at, at, um, last week at mm-hmm. in a wine bar, funnily enough, mm-hmm. and we have a date this weekend, so mm-hmm. keep updated. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I literally just went straight up to him and I was like, are you single? Yeah. And he was, and then I was so taken aback because no one's ever single, like, around our kind of age. It was mm-hmm. feels like everyone is taken. So, yeah, I'm quite excited at that real-life meet. And the thing is, mm-hmm. with the real-life meets... The way with text is already different to how you would on a dating app. So a dating app I find is very much like what are you looking for, how long you've been on here, why are you on the apps, what are you looking for, do you want children? Whereas this has been so natural that we're just in a bit of a crazy conversation about like some sports that he's doing. And then yeah. we're off on lots of different whims rather than trying to suss each other out from an app. Because yeah. I got to know for about 10 minutes in real life, I, I saw his charisma and personality. Yeah. So it makes a big difference. Definitely, definitely. So we're um, going to talk about your experience dating and what led you to write this book, Silence by Love. Just a warning for some listeners, there may be, well, there will be themes in this conversation of uh, sexual assault. So just a little warning for you there. But we're going to talk about your book, Silence by Love. But first, I just want to talk about your experience dating in your early 20s. Um, were you were you quite a relationship kind of person? Yeah, so in my early 20s, I was quite a relationship person. I'd met someone who I thought I'd spend the rest of my life with, um, have children with and, and all that nice stuff. 
um, you know, everything like that a girl dreams of when she's a little girl and she wants this and she wants that and she wants the career, nice family. Um, but yeah, it didn't quite go to plan. I've got a daughter now um, and I was engaged. Um, it was quite short lived. Um, it, you know, sort of I went through heartbreak and and cheating and 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 things like that and loads of toxicity and red flags and you name it I went through it um but hey I'm here to tell the tale um it wasn't a nice experience at the time I still feel like I don't claim to be innocent like a completely innocent party in it there was a lot of growing up I had to do at that point um but, you know, some things I do know, and I'm sure my ex-partner would say that I didn't deserve didn't deserve that. So, So yeah. what kind of behaviours were you experiencing within a relationship? So there was there was cheating. I was being cheated on, you know, there was messages on social media from girls and it was pretty you know, it was proven. You know, she she told me too much information where I was like, Yeah, you can't be lying to me. Like, how do you know? that do you know what I mean mm. and that was when I was pregnant so it was it was a tough pill to swallow but you know and, and my pregnancy wasn't the most enjoyable because I was just going through the breakup and stress and and everything like that Red flags like he was spending more time out the house and like with you know other people when he should be at home with me pregnant uh, pregnant yeah just sitting at home like you know um and yeah just just different things where I look at now like oh like my eyes should have really been open at that point but I was so blindsided by it he'd tell me you know he loves me and he'd never do all that to me and all that and I'm, I'm just like it's okay you know, we'll find, we'll get through this. Um, there was, you know, um, there was some violence in the relationship, um, which I'll briefly touch on while I was pregnant as well. Um, it was all reported um, and that was the last straw for me. I was so, I was actually heartbroken. So I, I said, I called my mum and I said, I can't be with this guy anymore. So that was when I decided to walk away. Okay, that's a brave step for anyone that has been in a similar kind of situation in a relationship like that, to yeah. be able to be brave enough to step away. Yeah. What Do you think you had that courage because of knowing that you were going to be a mum? What do you think really brought on that courage for you? Yeah, I definitely think that it had a, a big part to play in it, the fact that I was carrying a child. I just didn't want her to grow up in a toxic environment, you know, us arguing all the time, you know, me not being 100% happy, him clearly not being 100% happy. Like, I wanted a happy, stable unit for her um, more than anything. And obviously at that point, and, you know, at every point, you know, she's always at the centre of my thoughts. So I had to sort of put her needs and her what, what I wanted for her first, so which you do as a mum. <laughs> yeah. And do you think it's an age thing? Like, do you think if you met someone that was treating you like this now, mm -hmm. slight, not that much older, but slightly older, do you think that you would you would feel differently about it? Yeah, definitely. I think that I would probably, probably at the first instant when I had, like, 
suspicions or red flags or something wasn't quite right, I don't think I'd brush it under the carpet now. I think I would question it um, and have that, you know, adult conversation with them and, and just sort of hash it out and just say, you know, if there's something I'm doing you're not happy with or you're not happy in the relationship, you know, why don't we call it a day? Like, I feel like I have that in me now, like that sort of strength, if you like. It does yeah. come with a lot of time and experience, but I just, you know, when you're when you're younger, I do think, I'm not saying you're immature, but I do think it comes with a lot of life experiences, I think, you know, the ability to actually sit down and address the issue in hand as opposed to brushing it away because it's probably the easier less hassle option so would you say at any point when it was happening to you you were blaming yourself because that can often be um a problem with kind of victims in that situation can't it yeah so I I did I always questioned myself I always you know thought you know what am I doing wrong like is it something I've done you know, like, why, I always used to think, like, well, why is this happening to me? Like, all I want is just someone to love me and just to be happy with someone. And sadly, it wasn't that wasn't my time. So, but I, yeah, in answer to your question, I did. I always blamed myself and and things. And it was only when you're really, you really take a step back from the, the situation and the relationship, you're actually like, mm, really, like, it wasn't what something you'd done. It was, mm. you know, something they've done and they they shouldn't, like, treat you like that. It's not acceptable. Yeah. So that comes with, like, healing ultimately, doesn't it? Yeah. So I think that's a self-worth thing as well. Yeah. Like, really being able to leave a situation that you know is not right for you is fully down to, yeah, maturity, but I think knowing your worth. Do you feel like you're there now? Um, I feel like I still have a way to go, but I definitely can see so much that I'm, you know, so much that I've progressed in and I've done a lot of healing and a lot of self-work. And I never used to like being alone. Like, I used to feel super, super lonely and it really upset me. Um, But only now, like, I just, I love my nights at home, like, reading, writing, just, you know, I might do a bit of, like, um, meditation when my daughter goes to bed or... Like, go somewhere what I enjoy doing, go on walks on my own, take myself to coffee shops on my own. Like, I'm loving it. Like, I never, never thought I would say that, but I really am. And I feel like that's come with, like, being, like, accepting what's happened and taking it for what it was. Mm. And now, like, putting it towards, like, growth and how I'd act in certain situations and how, you know, because I probably didn't react in the right way in certain situations I don't claim to be perfect I know that I'm not you know um with like my mental health and things like that I do think sometimes I sabotage things myself and I just think that yeah sometimes I can be a handful (laughs) but in a good way like I'm a very loving and affectionate person and if I am with someone then they get you know 110% of me all the time so um the swings and roundabouts really but ultimately um yeah I'm enjoying my own company and growing and my mindset has changed massively um the way I think and the way I feel um because obviously I'm doing 
therapy as well learning how to deal with different emotions and how to process them like not get too like because I react quite a lot I'm quite because I'm a fire sign <laughs> obviously <laughs> um then my first instinct is all guns blazing really and quite like not all up in your face but like I'm just quite heated person sometimes um but that's with my emotions you know it's just out of it comes out of a, it comes from a good place and it comes from like my heart but like I just project like not anger but like frustration but it's because I feel things because obviously I have borderline personality disorder I feel things so much more intensely than than maybe some other individuals do like if I love something I'd really really love and if I don't like something then I really really don't like it there's sort of no Mm. in between yeah so but how would you say having um that disorder how can you work on that yourself to kind of help a partner when they're with you kind of dealing with that but also how can they help you yeah so I think like maybe talking about it like I used to be (laughs) it's really funny actually I used to be a closed book so to speak like I wouldn't talk about things if I was feeling something I would withdraw from people from situations everything um but now I'm very very open um and I speak to people that I don't know too well but I'm very very open with them about things I've been through um but yeah it's it's one of those things I definitely think being sort of open and honest with your partner and then obviously they know then what you're thinking and feeling and in turn they can tell you how you're acting how how it makes them feel so communication is massive I think with when you have borderline personality disorder I feel like it's massive because people it's a very stigmatized and taboo thing you know there's so much to it um like you know your intensity like your mood intensity your up and down moods um your addictive personality like so I can get quite addicted to a person so there I can get quite addicted to a person Mm. so um this is what makes I have like a fear of abandonment right this all makes a lot of sense doesn't Mm -hmm. it yeah yeah so this is why I struggle to let go so I'm not you know like whereas I think my my sister's quite the opposite I am you know I will send a message after a message um I don't so much I've got better when I've literally sat down myself and literally said Paige don't do that just don't do it you know because you're not going to get a response and in turn it's going to make you more sad and angry um but yeah I I do really struggle like when someone says I don't want to be with you anymore and I'm just like but why like and I, I try and justify why they should be with me um but yeah, I'm learning slowly and I think that's why the time on my own has been really good. A hundred percent. Thanks for sharing that because no, I actually okay. didn't know all of that. Um, and I totally agree with you. I actually, when I match guys on dating apps, if they are like living alone or I know that they've had time on their own, 
think it's a massive tick. Like that is mm-hmm. a green flag for me because it means you can be alone and you've dealt with stuff. Most people have stuff, whatever it is. It might not be to do with romantic relationships. It could have been from um, like childhood, anything. People have mm-hmm. experienced stuff in their life, yeah, especially definitely. as you get to your late 20s, 30s, people have experienced life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important to, to yeah, just understand and point out taking accountability yeah which you're doing and that's also really good but also just knowing what you can change next time and what you will and won't accept and knowing that you've got a fear of abandonment is helpful Mm -hmm. um for your next relationship Mm -hmm. to know how maybe you'd take it slower or and maybe it will be less intense now because you've you're able to have time on your own and realize you know if someone's going to be with you then really you shouldn't ever feel abandoned mm. anyway no. in like a healthy relationship I feel like you shouldn't that fight should never be there and a, a saying that I remind myself all the time is like they should have seen my wear for the first time round yeah and I saw theirs they mm-hmm. should have seen mine yeah so that's like really important to highlight I think um okay um since this has all happened how did putting pen to paper help your experiences help you deal with your experiences so I always describe it as I always think I've been quite a creative person um so um by writing uh, and things like that I was able to get everything that I was feeling everything that I was thinking just down on paper and it just felt like I'd lifted the weight of the world off my shoulders and just put it down somewhere and it all started off by writing like a few sentences I think and I sent it to my uh, a good friend who's also an author and um they said Paige like what are you doing like you have so got such a niche and a talent for writing and do you know what funnily enough in school I did love writing my English was just I loved it loved it um so yeah putting pen to paper really really did help me um and I do think like I do think it's been a massive part of like my healing because I'm sort of writing down things that I've been through and accepting it you know because there was there was a time when obviously when it first happened you're a bit like well why is this person treating me this way and there's loads of questions probably never going to get answers to so to write it down I'm acknowledging and taking that things have happened and I'm writing it down and it's just getting it out there it's almost like I'm like not chucking it away because I feel like it's a big part of my life things I've been through they're life-changing you know and I, I, I speak for many other people men women things like this have happened to and I just think you know they they do change your life ultimately um but this was my way to and I think everyone heals differently everyone's you know and as an individual everyone deals with things differently and I feel like this was just my way my way of helping me to heal yeah and I think that acceptance is a key part isn't it yeah I don't know if you'll be able to ever forgive I don't know how you feel about forgiving people in that sense but it's just the acceptance that it happened yeah to to, to sort of move forward yeah just just to say like this happened but it's you know it's not happening now and like your time is now like now and to go forward and and to take things from it, like learn from it and, you know, just different things. You know, I'm a completely different person now. So, And I think also not make it your identity mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like that isn't all you are. So I think that's where the acceptance is good because 
you don't want to make that all you are. You, it'd be the next person you meet, you wouldn't want to put it on them either. No. As in, it's important for people to know experiences mm-hmm. so they can know how to talk about things with you. But you can't, you don't want to go into a relationship expecting it to happen again. No, like, yeah. And not only that, but I, you know, I wouldn't want to, like, I'm talking, if I'm talking to someone on a dating app, like, it wouldn't be one of the first things <laughs> I say. Like, there's so much more to me. Exactly. Like, get to know me first, and then if things materialise further down the line and everything's hunky-dory, then, then we'll talk nitty-gritty. But apart from that, no. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, and it's personal, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. You're taking accountability, and I think what's always hard is, I mean, you know, people will say, well, you kind of attract what you put out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree in that kind of stuff, but then I'm also like, well, horrible things happen to good people. So yep. how does that work? Mm-hmm. Why why do you think you were attracted to the behaviour? Or why do you think? I think it comes from sort of in terms of dating and stuff. Like, mm. I think it comes from like low self-esteem, um, especially from things that happened to me like many, many years ago. Um, I felt like I, you know, wasn't worth more than that, and I just sort of settled. Whereas now, I'm not being funny. I'm not settling for something that, I, you know, that's bottom barrel. Like, well, I'm not, I'm not worth a text reply. Like, you know, one of them. Like, but it's, it's come with time, time and my age, and I've grown up so much. And the fact that I'm a mum now, I sort of look at things now like. Yeah, I'm not getting with anyone I won't want to see my daughter with, you know, and treat her, you know, a thousand dollars, million, a thousand million gazillion oh, dollars. Yeah. No, yeah. exactly. You do have to think like that as well because you wouldn't allow her to be treated like that. No. So it's, sometimes you have to be like, why would I let myself be treated yeah. like that? Um, it's likewise if you go through something and you're being treated like it, but you would tell a friend to get yeah. rid, don't accept that behaviour. So you do need to make sure that you, you have these boundaries in place. Are there about clear boundaries that you've made in your head that you would now take into an ex-relationship? A hundred, yeah, a hundred percent. Like I... Like, if they don't text me back, like, you know, I get people's, people are busy and they have a life and, like, I work and I'm very busy and I do other commitments outside of work. And obviously I'm a mum as well, um, which is, you know, very time-consuming because it doesn't stop, you know. It's from when they get up to when they go to bed. (laughs) I'm repeat. Um, So... Yeah, like, just, like, I don't like ignorance. I feel like I wouldn't ignore you if you just don't want to talk to me. I'm a big, like, I'm grown up. Like, Mm. I'm a grown up girl. I can take it on the chin. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not a materialistic girl. I never, ever have been, you know. Of course, I like to look nice and things. And, of course, every girl wants, you know, the latest, you know, designer shoes and stuff and all that good stuff. But, ultimately, I'm just down to, I just want good morals and... Just someone to like put in the time and the effort and because ultimately I just think relationships, you want to connect with someone and grow with them and have a life together. So you take a part of that person, a part of you, put it together and Bob's your uncle. Do you know what I mean? Um, So I think, yeah, my next relationships, just someone to be patient with me as well, I think, because I... I do, the concern is that I do have trust issues. I don't know if they'll ever go away. I don't know if it's a time thing. Um, 
but yeah I do I do kind of still have my reservations um I think that's only natural though for like people that have been through you know sensitive things um but um yeah I, I guess like if I meet my person and the right person for me I guess it it won't be there like you won't ha necessarily have the, the trust issues because they're they'll be reassuring and you'll speak to them and they'll know all about you so yeah and again it's like taking that accountability but not taking it not putting it on the person yeah and just again it's communication if if they're going out and you're feeling a little bit like oh I haven't heard from them for x amount of time just a conversation that's like I'd really appreciate if you just text them when you get home yeah like and it's those small things that there are people out there that do do that for their partner sometimes yeah. they don't even have to ask yeah but there are people that do do that and that's just where it comes to like not settling mm -hmm. I have dated someone and it's the person I spoke about in the breakup episode in season one we had completely different like love languages we were just like this like just clashing mm -hmm. because I just just needed words from him like words of affirmation and he just wouldn't ever compromise. See, he, if I would be like, oh, would you just let me know when you're home? I'd, I, he never would. And I'm not even talking from a night out. I'm just mm. meaning like home from the airport or something when it's really late. And he, he wouldn't. I'd be yeah. like, are you home? And he'd be like, yeah, two hours ago. Well, I, I did ask you. So why couldn't you have just let me know? Yeah. It's not hard, these it's not, things. No. It's just whether someone wants to do it enough. Exactly. But mm. let's face it, you've got two minutes whilst brushing your teeth. Yep. You've got two minutes before you start your engine on your car. Like, there's so much it time. Takes, I'm sorry, but it takes two seconds. Like, I, I mean, I always said this before, but it takes two seconds to reply to a text. You have the time to go on social media and post a tweet. Do you know what I mean? And write a Facebook it's, status, it's, like, yeah. and like your friend's post. Yeah. So can you not You've just tell me? You've bought a coffee today, haven't you? Yep. You've got time. 100%. Just to check in. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Um, okay, when it comes to having a having a daughter, um, being a single mum, actually, which you're still really young to be a single mum, yeah. really, as well. Yeah. Um, how much are you kind of willing to tell your daughter when she's old enough? Like, how will this be a conversation? you know they'll they learn different things and there'll be conversations between her and her friends and I'm sure it will spark questions um me and my daughter we have such an amazing bond like I call her my mini me oh. um and I'm, I'm so ever so proud of her and I hope one day she watches this back and just listens because she really did as cliche as it sounds like she really did save me at a point where I felt like I needed it and she gave me that purpose and she always gives me that fight every day just to carry on and just to keep like speaking my truth and just just being me and just to keep trying and if you know I fail at something or things don't go quite right just try again you know don't be so disheartened so yeah she's I know it's it is it has been hard it hasn't been without hardships being a single mum you know I was single mum at 22 um and I'm you know 27 now so um it's come with a lot of growing up a lot of maturing life changes completely <laughs> I can't just go out anymore you know Friday Saturday nights can't just pop to the gym like I have to have a sitter um or you know one of my family they they're great support so they sort of help me out she's got an amazing auntie and uncle and 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 grandparents obviously on my mum's side um and um, 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 you know my dad as well. So, um, in terms of like my family, I'm not short of people to ask. You know, they're all still very much there for me and her. So, um, but yeah, it it has been hard. It's been challenging. When I first had her, I 
had really bad postnatal depression. I think it was um, a mixture of obviously the breakup and uh, and and being in the hospital and having my baby on my own and there'll be loads of couples. It was very overwhelming, like because I was like, that's what I wanted, mm. you know. Yeah. Um. So it was hard for me at that point. Um. But at that point, when I felt really down, you know, that's when I. I needed, I felt like I needed to get help, like, for the sake of me and for her as well. Like, I wanted to be the best mum that I could be and and hopefully, like, this far, hopefully I, you know, done done well by her. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Everything happens for a reason and maybe um, there, there, although the relationship didn't work out with the person, mm-hmm. there was a reason a daughter came from that relationship. Yeah. 100%. And maybe it was always to get you through and to fight you through everything you'd been through in the relationship. Yeah. So that's quite a nice thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, And going on to the therapy mm-hmm. then a little bit, how has therapy helped you? It's nice. So one-to-one is quite, like, nice because you have that one-to-one time with someone and just them saying like Paige like how you're feeling is completely normal and okay and you know don't feel bad about it we just need to learn how to deal with your emotions and embrace it all at the same time obviously group therapy is hopefully going to be nice because it's going to be all people that are just like me that have um borderline personality disorder um we're all just going to be talking and like all just get it We'll all just vibe and all just, yeah, I've been through that. I've been through that too. So it's it's nice to share my experience with a lot of people. Do you think there's stigmas when it comes to, like, dating? When it does come to a point where you perhaps have a conversation that you've got um, borderline personality, dis- personality disorder, are there stigmas with that? I definitely think there are because I think, you know what I mean? Like, oh, God, this girl's a nutter or, you know, she's going to be hard work and things like that but I feel like when I meet the right person they will put that time and understanding into our relationship and and just take me for as I am it's not all I am it's just a part of me like a minute part exactly again not identifying with that one thing and actually feeling those intense emotions because of it also has lots of plus sides on the other end like really caring qualities and things like that um, okay, well, we've got your book in front of you, Silence yeah. by Love. So basically everything you've been through, which of course we, we haven't got time to cover in a whole episode, um, but accumulated into a three-part book. Yeah, it starts with Silence by Love and it speaks about toxic relationships for Soph, that's my main character name, and um, yeah, it starts with Silence by Love and then the second one, Silence by Fear, and then the third one will be Breaking the Silence, where she'll talk about healing and opening up and the fact that she's, like, came through the darkness and, like, into the light. Like, that's the end goal. Like, a nice ending. That's lovely. Yeah. And is it talking from Sophie's point of view? You know, it's not. I'm speaking from personal experience, but it's obviously fictional characters. So, but, yeah, it's um, it's good. It goes through a lot, you know, hopefully it resonates with, a lot of ladies or gentlemen who have been through mm. um, similar things. And, um, yeah, obviously I just, you know, I want it to, like, open people's eyes a bit to, to the fact that these things are still very much happening. And, um, yeah, just, like, if people are, like, going through it, like, to know that 
I haven't always been this open, but now I am. And I, I just want to help other people tell their stories and know that it's okay and they're not on their own. What has allowed you to be so open, do you think? Why are you not afraid to be open about it? It's just made me such a stronger person, a more stronger-minded person, like, stronger-willed. Like, I just... Like, I know I have a purpose in life for greater things. And I think, like, with my life experiences and things that I've been through, I feel like, yeah, like, this is, like, I want to help other people. Like, because it's it's quite scary, actually, Daisy, like, how many people do go through these things in relationships, out relationships. You know, all the things that are covered in the book are very sensitive. And the book is, you know, to put it out there, it's very, very raw um, and... Um, yeah, it's it's. It, I would say it's a t- it is a tough read, you know, um, but um, to know that there's a a good ending and you know she she does come back from everything she's been through ten times stronger and she then comes out and tells her story and she's not not afraid about it because it's part of who she is. Would you read us a little bit? Um, yeah, let me see. <laughs> Okay, this is chapter seven, so playing with fire. As the two sat in the car, silent, Soph as still as a statue, she questioned everything in her head. Who was he? Why did he react so badly? Was he going to take her home? Hours passed, and still not a word passed their mouth. Ryan clenched his fists and then unclenched them again, his breathing getting heavier with every passing moment. And then... Gosh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A lot of cliffhangers. Yeah. Um. They're quite small books, but 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 like I feel like that's how life's been. Although it's been a whirlwind, I feel like it's gone, bam bam, bam like quick, in a sense. And like I wanted to put that into books. And also, I know you know I speak for myself, and I'm sure I speak for loads of other people. If you, I'm giving you a Harry Potter book. <laughs> I, I, I love Harry Potter. Yeah. They're massive, aren't they? Really, really. So big, these yeah. are quite small. Actually, they're called like. Is I think there's a word for them, like bookzines or oh, something. Oh, cute. Yeah, or something <laughs> like that. So they are quite thin. Um, but hopefully, when third's out, um, hopefully later this year, then I'll put them all into one. So they'll just be three big chapters, but they'll mm. be three little books, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. All exciting, all very exciting. Were you scared about people reading these in terms of like maybe friends that don't know the full story or were you worried about like there is that nakedness to sharing Mm -hmm. like this? Yeah, it's very, um, very personal. Um, You're literally welcoming everyone with open arms into into life. Um, But at the same time, like I'm not ashamed like I don't feel any malice or bad for what's happened and yeah I just I just think like I need to like this is what I wanted to do um I wanted to raise awareness and I will keep doing that you know people are going to read it it's not going to be for everyone um you know I've had quite you know mainly really positive feedback you have one or two people it's like a song isn't it you listen to every song you don't like every single song out there some do your nutting like (laughs) but some some you love and you know it's the same as a book 
That's the thing I yeah. think with being creative. Absolutely, yeah. And I guess it can help lots of different kind of people. So people that have been through similar, and you said as well, all genders, but also maybe someone that is dating someone that's been through this yeah. and they just want to understand some of the emotions that they might have felt when, yeah. when that person didn't know you. Yeah. Like, I think when I read this book, I just feel all the emotions all mm. over again. Like, it really lets you jump into the book and like feel everything that's being spoke about so um yeah so i think in that sense it's good and and positive so if you could go if you could now tell like 22 year old Paige, give her some advice mm -hmm. do you know what it would be to don't be so hard on yourself um is probably my main one um you know cut yourself some slack you're gonna have bad days you're gonna have good days you know you're gonna but you're gonna work hard you're gonna achieve things in the end if it, you know i always still think like rome wasn't built in a day so just carry on you know the storm will pass the storm will pass and we're dealt cards in life and these were mine and now i'm i'm okay with it so that's so nice. Um, I think that acceptance um, where you've got to with that is, mm. I think really that's been a theme this whole episode. And um, perhaps if someone hasn't quite accepted behaviour in their past, maybe that can be their aim going forward because it seems that that's the only thing that seems to be able to propel you into moving on. Yeah, I've, I mean, I definitely, I think now, like I'm just ready for, for more and other things and a life, a beautiful life that I'm sure I've got ahead of me with my little girl you know she's yeah it's been amazing like with her this far but now she's five she's got a little personality <laughs> uh, very sassy uh mum always says to me wonder where she gets that from yeah I'm not, not sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no I'm just I'm just so ready like this is my my time to let go of that and and move forward so well, thank you for sharing your story. And of course, if people want to find out more, then there's, um, there's books. There's books. That'll give them a little yeah. bit more of an insight. First of all, I always have a finale question on the podcast to end the episode. And I just want to know from you, your healing is very much an ongoing process. Yeah. We all know that. So um, you're kind of still going to therapy. You're also talking about it and helping others. Mm -hmm. What would be your ideal situation now? Would would you like, obviously, if it was the right one, would you like a partner and what would they look like? Like, what would their kind of qualities be that you're looking for right now? I think at the minute, I'm going to be completely honest. I think at the minute, I'm not ready for a partner. You know what? That's so healthy that you can admit yeah. that, though. Yeah, I'm not ready for a partner at the minute. I think, honey, just time me, my daughter, time with, like, my healing and concentrating on myself, my own life, like much like yourself, I work blooming hard. <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure I can give a partner the time at the minute, you know? But one day I feel like I will be there and what do I feel them looking like? Like family man, nice, make me laugh, that's a bonus. Um, just caring attributes, just spend time with me. I'm not asking you for Louis Vuitton purse, but I wouldn't mind. Um, <laughs> um, but I am, you know, asking you for, for that time and some honesty and, and just really basic things, really. I don't it ask is, for much. Yeah, the, 
bar is low. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kind yeah. is what we're going for here. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's it's really great to acknowledge that you still need that time on your own. Mm, That's definitely. good. Well, thank you for joining me. No, Where can you. people follow you and find the book? Uh, okay, so the book is on Amazon. So if you just literally type in Silence by Love, written by Paige Spittle, and um, I'm on Instagram, Paige Spittle Official, and Twitter. Uh, it's at PLS underscore underscore XX. Fantastic. And you can follow the Daisy Dates podcast wherever you go to listen. Of course, you can watch on YouTube. Follow on Instagram, Daisy Dates podcast and the TikTok page as well. And of course, I'm Daisy Bell on TikTok. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you next time.